Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today is June 5th. Travis Swaggerty is the latest call up. We'll see his debut this week. It wasn't today. He was there today, but didn't make his debut today. The Pirates swept the Los Angeles Dodgers in Los Angeles for the first time since the year 2000. Let's go. Which was also the first sweep completed by the Pirates since August 27th, 2020. Let's get into it. Let's go, Bucks. My name is Josh. I'm joined, as always, by my brother, Jake. What's up, Jake? How we doing, man? How about them Buckos? How about them Buckos, man? Pretty decent fun. baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Dodgers, man. That felt like that's going to be the week of weeks, right? We're going to talk yeah, about that. For sure. Yeah. We're going to talk about that tonight. Um, dude, just a wild week for the Pirates and then for like for myself. I had the whole week off. I don't like taking an entire week off because I'm kind of like a routine kind of person. Mm-hmm. And I had the whole week off and it was just kind of weird. I even had last Friday off. And so it was kind of like this whole thing. And now it's going to be really weird tomorrow going back into work. Or I say going back, but <laughs> what I mean is yeah. like logging on. Yeah, logging on. I work from <laughs> home. But anyway, like we went down to Kosai Science Center thingy. It was like a long day. Spent a day at the pool. I had one day where me and Keely just played a zoo video game. Like she's been wanting to do this. We played it all day. It was like this thing where we're like, we're going to build a new zoo. And I was like, okay, we're going to just do this. You know what I mean? It was just like a, you know, it was a pretty good week. Yeah, it's fun. You got to play video games every once in a while. Escape reality, right? That's right. I just, I was actually, I don't play a lot of games anymore either. <laughs> I was playing MLB the show, right? Obviously. My, my road to the show guy gets called up. First at bat, hit a bomb. Oh. There you go. Julio de la Cruz. That's your name? (laughs) That's the name. I was just going to ask you, are you a a Jake? You know what I mean? Do you put your own name in there? Are you always a fake player? You know what I mean? Yeah, I used used to always be myself, and I was just like, you know what? I'm over it. I have a road to the show right now. I can't remember what my guy's name is. Yeah, don't remember. It's been a minute since I've played it, but I do have (laughs) one. It's not a – I don't do my name either. I do something fake, but I don't remember what mine is. I think it might actually just be Redbeard. Like Red is his first name and Beard is his last name. Because <laughs> of my because of my gamer tag thing. So I think I, I think yeah. that's all it is, but I don't know. I've done a few things in the past. Done a few names, but maybe we'll maybe we'll do something where we'll play a game against each other or something. Yeah, absolutely. And if if anybody else out there plays the show, let us know. What your road to the show? If if you go with your real name, or if you go with a fake us, one, because we're not very good. Um, awful. I never. Yeah, I never. Play. We don't. I don't. We don't play enough to be good. No, no, no. Dude, pretty crazy week. Pretty crazy week. Um, yeah. There's just. It just feels like there's a, like obviously, the Dodgers sweep, to me, is was such a moment for like pirate fans right i I think there's a lot of people who kind of jokingly were like we're going to the playoffs now i think there were some that were like maybe we are good and it's like this is this is baseball (laughs) like these kind of things just happen And, and i think for i think for a lot of us for a lot of pirate fans we look at something like that and we define things based on it so like if we get sweeped by a bad team swept by a bad team then I think sometimes we say, like, like, or like the Cincinnati thing. The Reds were so bad, and then we lost the series to the Reds, and we made it yeah. out to be more than what it really was. Right. This is still Major League Naturally. Baseball. Anybody can, you know what I mean? And I look at Dodgers fans and, like, they're not this season's crap now, throw it away. They were just like, ah, bumping the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and when you're good, that's what this is. It's a bump in the road. And you move on from it. Yeah. Hey, that team came out here and they played good baseball for three games. Maybe we played bad baseball. Either way, 
you learn you and you do better. Right. But for a team in the situation with the Pirates right now, man, you sulk in it. Like <laughs> Absolutely. You're loving this, right? This is mm-hmm. This was awesome for for so many reasons cuz you know that's how good the Dodgers are. Yeah. You know that there's a pretty good shot they win the World Series on paper, right? You have to play the games for this very reason. This is yeah, why absolutely. this is why I say year in and year out the best team does not win the World Series. Or let me let me back this up. Winning the World Series does not make you the best team in baseball. Right. And most of the time, it's not the best team in baseball who wins the World Series. It's the hottest. It's the hottest team who made it in. Mm-hmm. So the playoffs should be the best teams, but yeah. that doesn't mean the ultimate best team will win, or else why would you even do a playoff? You play 162 and you say, this is the winner. Right. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, yeah, because... Because you say, I would even say that doesn't even tell, because last year the Dodgers didn't win the division. And I still thought the Dodgers were the best team. But somehow the Giants had one more win than them. And I, the mm-hmm. whole time was saying, but the Giants are not better than the Dodgers. Talent-wise, depth-wise, the whole thing. They were just really good that year. They had a better season. Yeah. That doesn't make them a better team. Right. And that's why you have to play to see who has a better season. Right. And we say those kind of things to look at the pirates and we say, they're not going to have a good season, but they might actually be a better team than some of the teams who might have better seasons. Could the pirates have had a better season? Yeah. Yeah. In the off season, we could have signed a couple guys (laughs) that were better than Yoshi and Van meter and even Marisnik. And you know what I'm saying? Like, we could have started this season off no Anthony Alford. We could have just not even had that situation. And we could have signed some veteran players that would have won us a few more games. Yeah. But understanding what we're seeing right now, it's almost like but some of these some of these opportunities, we've already had six, no. Yeah. Six major league debuts this year already. We just started June. And Swaggerty will be a seventh probably Swaggerty will be a seventh this week, the first week, first, you know, uh, I guess the second official week of June. Mm-hmm. Uh, but First full week. But if he makes a debut on Tuesday, which I would assume he, he does, then you're saying within the first seven days, so the first week of June, he's going to make his Major League debut, the seventh guy in just, oh, no. In two months, because we started the season on the 7th or something like that, right? Of April, because it was a little behind. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking two weeks in. Um, now, that rate isn't going to continue, but we'll get into that later. Because, you know, what I'm saying right now is, like, the Dodgers series felt good because we know where we're at. And we yeah. know what the season's going to look like. And you have to take all of these victories along with it. This is, Ah, the Dodgers are the best team. I think general consensus. And that's, I think when you say somebody's the best team, it can never be really true, right? Because when you say this is the best team, it's not a matter of fact. And what I mean by that, and I, I think I drill this all the time. There are two things, right? There are two things you can have a conversation or that can exist here. One of them is a matter of fact, which means it's either going to be true or it's going to be false. So at the end of the year, when you say this team had a better season, well, there's a record that shows that there's a fact or or that's either true or that's false. One team has more wins than the other team. Which one had a better season? You know what I mean? You already know because that is true or that is false. But when you say somebody's the best or when you say somebody, just to really go the other, if you say a team was more fun than another team, that's a matter of opinion. Mm-hmm. So I could tell you that I think the Dodgers are the best team, but there's no way to prove that, really. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's no real way. So I think that they are in the discussion of, but I would say general consensus, the Dodgers are the best team. You'd get a lot of pushback about the Yankees. Yeah, and you and that's what I'm saying, yeah. right? And that's what I'm saying. Yeah. And they're... And, I mean, there might be another team out there that another that somebody else might say, hey, I really think it's this team. 
You know what I mean? I'm gonna throw this out there real quick since they I mean, I mean, I know I'm not brought it but I brought it up, but Jame, how about JMO? Yeah, well, that's actually a good point. JMO, Musgrove, and Garrett Cole all pushed perfect games into the seventh inning this week. That's outrageous. Them. Yeah, good for them. And and with that said, I mean, this is off topic, but we're gonna branch off for just a second here because you said that. But mm-hmm. Gar- the Garrett Cole trade to me. It's all erased, sure, but it brought us Joe Musgrove. So then you immediately talk about the Joe Musgrove trade and how it has actually been decent. And um, you know, you just say you just look at those it's returns. It's getting better with Marcano. It's getting yeah, it is. Um wait, was Marcano no, was Marcano Marcano was the one they missed out on in the Musgrove. That was the Adam Frazier. Adam oh, Frazier was right. Sawinski, right. Marcano, and and that and Miliano. Yep, you're right. Um, and so Sawinski and Marcano right now playing well makes the Adam Frazier trade look really good. And mm-hmm. he didn't fare well for San Diego. Did they trade him or did he sign as a free agent with the Mariners? I think they uh, traded, they traded him. him. They so there may be something Adam. there if they got a good return, then maybe they can say that was fine for them, like we're trying to do with Musgrove. Mm-hmm. But Musgrove brought us Hudson Head. Um, Bednar, Bednar, uh, wow, am I drawing a blank here? I thought there was two actual like no Bednar might have been. I don't remember. Maybe Marcano was part of that. I don't think so though. I think he used the Adam Frazier deal. I'm gonna get it real quick. Hang on, I can actually pull this up very quickly because I can go to there Bednar and I can go to um one of the other guys. So the Bednar deal was the Musgrove deal, and it looks like Omar Cruz, Drake Fellows, Hudson Head, and then Andy Rodriguez with the Mets kind of getting Lucchesi and kind of in the mix there. Yep. Um, and it was just Musgrove. So so that one's still, I mean, obviously Bednar, right? That's right, the big right. piece in that, which we didn't we thought we were looking at some of the others as maybe the, the big piece. But yeah, so don't know there, but, but, you know, Marcano, the guy that we felt like he was like, oh, he just wanted him. But yeah, Miliano, Marcano and Sawinski for Adam Frazier. I think everybody perpetually gets those mixed up. But anyway, you you bring that up and you say like, oh, what do these look like? Well, right now, Musgrove's really good. So I, but Bednar is more than good, right? It's like a yeah. big deal. And you still have other guys that could possibly be good down the road. Um, but the Tyone deal with Rowanzi, like, t- yes, JMO's really good right now. But to me, that's like he's not going to stick around. Right. This is his walk year. And we knew that. And so we knew we had to do something. And if you're rebuilding, that's the kind of thing you do. And to have a, the potential of Yohore, the potential of Escado. And, um, you know what I'm saying? And, and that, that whole deal, uh, to turn that around with obviously what we're seeing from Rowanzi right now, which is the big piece of that. I don't, yeah. You know what I mean? And I don't know that maybe all of us felt like he was, I don't know. You know what I mean? But you got Yohore who was all, he had already made his debut with the Yankees and he's been injured and, you know, figuring things out. I still think mm-hmm. there's potential there for him to be something. Uh, but maybe we'll see there. Escato still a long shot kind of guy. But Rowanzi looks like the real deal right now. Kanan Smith and Jigba's playing really well. and Could be coming up. So the tie-on trade really looks great for both teams. I think it fits what both teams wanted at that moment. And so I think that's a good deal. Um, yeah. And then Garrett Cole, like I said, that brought us Joe Musgrove. But it's the same thing with with Garrett Cole. A little bit different timing. He was about to go anyway, and I think that he was kind of he was trending the opposite direction at that moment in Pittsburgh. Yeah, he was trending the opposite direction. Now that's a Neil Huntington trade. We understand that he liked to acquire guys that were close, even if they didn't have a high ceiling, which is what Martin was, which is what Moran was, Musgrove. Those, you know, the last two of those and Feliz all had already had major league experience. Mm-hmm. 
But Garrett Cole was never going to be anything in Pittsburgh, and he was going to he was going to walk. He was never going to extend. And the fact that the the regime the regime that was in there at the time wanted him to throw pitches that weren't his best pitches that was a problem. Yeah, but it's kind of an interesting take on development. I know we're talking about the Dodgers series right here, and we've gone way off. But a little bit. This is how we do things. It's how we do things. We talk about how we failed to develop. Yet we also talk about all these players who have gone and done well other places. And I'm like, development mostly happens in the minors. So Garrett Cole, Jameson Tyone, Joe Musgrove doesn't count there. He was developed by Houston. There is still some development that happens at the major league level. And we've talked about that in the past. There still has to be. But for a bulk of things, we've said, no, we've done... Actually better than I thought when we start looking at some players that do well other places. I think there are some obvious misses, though. And Cole Tucker being one of those, and we'll get into him in a minute. But first things first, um, I know we were just talking about that Dodgers sweep, and uh, we want to kind of circle back to that for a minute because we saw Key Brian Hayes light it up. We saw Brian Reynolds had a nice series. Um in that last game. Uh, uh, both when, sides of the plate. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, so like he had the two hits uh, in the final game there, and that was left-handed. And he hit the home run off, off Walker Bueller, right? Third inning off Bueller. And then in the second game of that series, or that was in the second game of that series, in the first game of that series, hit the home run. Wait a minute. Home run in the first game of the series. The second game, he had the double off David Price. Once again, when he flipped around right-handed. But he was still one for five in that game um, and one for five in the first game when he hit the homer off Bueller. So he it's not like he was he had the, the full series, but like Key Bryan had three hits in the first game, uh, led off, had the hit in the second game, um, but I felt like it was still, you know, he also drew the walk. And then Reynolds in that last game, though, two for three, two walks, and and the home run that um, in the eighth inning was big. Oh, I think I'm putting this all together. Castro hit the bomb in the ninth to seal it. That's what it was. All right. So much fun. Yeah. That whole series. I think they. I mean, I felt like they played well. Other than that first game, what was the error? The Castro error in the first game. They played a clean series error wise. And, you know, the the Dodgers are the Dodgers, and I feel I felt like starting pitching was really was really strong. Thompson goes into the sixth inning in the in the first one. <coughs> Keller threw, and he drew five walks and hit a guy. This is the kind of thing he still was effective. Just the yeah. two hits and two runs, a lot of traffic on the bases. We've said this the last time we played the Dodgers. They're not going to chase. They're no. very disciplined. No, they're very you disciplined can't team. nibble against the Dodgers. But he didn't let it crush him. And, dude, we've now beat Urias twice. Yeah. <laughs> Your Cy Young pick. And I'm still I'm still saying he's got a good shot for the Cy Young. He's 3-5 and five right now. Wins and losses for starting pitchers do not mean what they used to. Um, he's still pitching to a 289. And he still yeah. struck us out a lot in that game. So yeah. Um, now Walker Bueller, on the other hand, three twenty-two. So maybe not looking quite as good as your pick. Those are our picks for Cy Young. We are Dodger fans over here. No, not really. I don't. I don't <laughs> dislike the Dodgers. I'm a Vin yeah, Scully fan, and I've watched a lot of Dodgers. So yes, I do tend to not hate the Dodgers because I've. With MLB TV, I, I just turned the Dodgers on to listen to Vince Scully for a couple of years because I just loved him. Mm-hmm. And so I tend, that's why I have the thing I have for Jock Peterson. And you know what I'm saying? Like, that's just yeah. the yeah, Justin Turner fine. turnaround and things like that. I just, you know what I mean? Some of those guys I like, but it was mainly because of Vince Scully. And then you, it's by default, you know? But anyway. Yeah. Um, but dude, they just, they just don't. But then the the, uh, the start by Quintana was really good still, and that was probably one of his like ooh starts where he didn't get out of the fifth, and you know what I mean. But still, yeah. only ended up with two. 
with, with the two runs, and that was uh, Bonda almost giving that last game up, but with a you know with a eight to two lead, it was pretty sealed up. Yeah, felt good. I tell you what, what 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 felt good to me, and this is we all know what what my rant was last week, and we brought Bednar in in the first game of the series against the Dodgers mm-hmm. and made him throw 56, right? 50, 50, 50 pitches. Plus, 50 pitches, 50 exactly. pitches. Like, I don't know. That's crazy to me. Because you know, if I, I don't know if, if going through Shelton's head and like, well, you know, I either A, trust the rest of my staff, which he hasn't proven that he does because Taylor Santos still just doesn't pitch. I don't understand that. But <laughs> it's just – you know, once he throws that, once he sent him back out for that second inning, he was done for the series. So Bednar not only blows the save, but they, mm-hmm. we get behind in that inning. Yeah, yeah. And because because I think this plays two different ways in your head, and I'm really interested to see this because I know that you were like, there's no way you send Bednar back out there. But let me give you a couple scenarios. I'm just going to play devil's advocate here for just a minute because you know Bednar's in there saying, we got this lead back. You give me that ball. So there's a revenge inning. And he's the kind of guy who <laughs> you kind of feel like, yeah, he means Absolutely. it. Um, and then the other piece of that is, so that's the pitcher saying, give me the ball, which is mm-hmm. some of your argument with starting pitchers because you say, if my starter says he's good, I want to give him the confidence to, to do that. Where I've made the argument, the devil's advocate argument, where it says it's not up to the player. The manager should be the one that has emotion put aside to say, I know you want it. I love that you want it, but we're going to go with this guy because I trust him too, right? And so there's, there's that two sides that a manager has to look at where you want the player to want the ball every time. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But in that scenario, like the manager is the one that that says, do I honor that or do I also say, hey, this is a team sport and we're giving it to the next guy and I love your fire. Keep it right. Mm -hmm. And that's what your argument is a lot of times with a starter. But this is a different animal. So do you still do you actually go with it or do you go with that attitude of of Bednar with the with the revenge inning, you know he's the kind of guy you want to have. Absolutely. But at the same time, what do you do to a guy if he goes out there and blows it again? Could you imagine right. having two blown saves in the same game? Does that even count as a blown save? No, because he's not. It won't be two no, blown saves. It, because it's not a save situation. No. Because well, he was already in the game. Right. That's the thing. Because it's not. And I understand that. You do give him the opportunity to get a win. To rev- to that, it's that whole like I want to avenge that blown save. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Nah, he got the win anyway. You're right, but he earned. He had to go out and earn it. I actually don't. I actually don't <laughs> I like that. Mean. I don't like that though. I'm sorry if you blow a save and somebody else, and then you finish the inning and somebody else, and then you go, you take it back. I don't think it should go to him. <laughs> you were it's, ineffective. But he was the last there is the rubber. There is some of that, though, where they can award a win to another pitcher in those what scenarios. Award a win and a save to the next guy? No, I I, I don't know what it is, but, but he finished an inning. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. There is a piece of that where you can do something. I don't know if that's the, the time where you can do it. Um, yeah. And I don't even, like, I might be, I might be completely like bonkers by saying that I might be completely wrong, but I feel like there's a time where even though like technically he was lined up, you could actually give it to somebody else if that guy was completely ineffective, but I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, But either way, yeah, I I just, I was really curious to see where you are because you you're in a Dodgers series. You know that you have an opportunity to be swept. Mm -hmm. You also it, you're staring at beating Walker Bueller, a game that he pitched anyway. And at this point, right. you're saying like, yeah, you, you just went out there and you took the lead off of Kimbrell, his first blown save of the year. You know what I mean? We could give him an L 
and I could go back to my guy, even though I went to my guy an inning before that. And it depends for for me. I didn't look out in the bullpen. I, maybe they weren't even warming anybody up in case we got the lead back. And at that point, you have no choice but to put Bednar back in the game because somebody isn't ready. Yeah, I, I, they did have somebody out ready. there though, and I don't remember who it was. At that, it's it's been a minute. Yeah. Um, I think they did have somebody warming up to come into that game if they needed it, but they almost have to. You can't, do, you know what I mean? Well, see, I guess I guess my opinion on this is I wouldn't have brought Bednar in in the eighth inning. I don't know though because this is the kind of thing that we're talking about. That I'm been he talking was due, about. We got to stop doing. No, you're saying two innings, right? But we've talked about Bednar, the the usage of Bednar. The old school kind of deal where we say, no, I want Bednar going out there in the time to put him out there. And he went out We've there got and faced and he faced Trey Turner, Will Smith, Edwin Rios was was yeah. due up with Justin Turner, the fourth hitter in that inning. And I get that. But at the same time, we were we kind of moved on from that because no one else has proven to be effective enough to be the ninth inning guy. True, but if he gets through that inning clean, he does go two innings and not throw 50 pitches. So you're banking on him getting through that inning and then saying, well, then he can He's face, if he goes clean, if he goes clean there, he faces Turner, Taylor, Pilar before it wraps around to, and then Hanser Alberto before it wraps around to the, to the leadoff. So you figure if he can get me six outs and seven hitters, we don't ever have to face Mookie Betts. But the fact that he came in and faced, you know, that group, because you're talking about uh, in that game, didn't Rios hit a homer in that game, or was that a different game? I'm looking. Alberto had actually hit a home run and bets. So, and, and Rios in the sixth. So, what you're saying is, bets, yeah, bets, okay. So, what you're saying is, I'm going out there. You, you got Rios, who's a little bit hot, Turner is always hot. Will Smith has yeah. the potential to do anything anytime. And then you got Rios. So you kind of are, are sitting there looking at this saying, no, I want to bring in Bednar now. Let's make sure of this kind of a thing. But I could see that. I could see what you're saying. Because what ended up happening is after the inning that they had, now all of a sudden you had nine, and then it was right back to Betts, Freeman, and then back to Turner. But when mm -hmm. you're sitting there with three, four, five due up in the eighth inning, you bring in Bednar to face three, four, five, assuming if you keep that lead, maybe you tack on those runs without giving up the lead first, then Bednar comes out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I get that. To face and the I, bottom I, of the I'm order. Not, I'm not saying it's ridiculous. I'm just I'm just letting you know, like, right. in my opinion, I'm not bringing him in. And if I do. I See, and that's where I'm I at. Do, I do. Hindsight is twenty twenty, but yeah. I do bring him in because if we tack on two runs in the ninth, then he faced the toughest inning, and you let the next guy yeah. face the bottom of the order. But either way, if even if he gets through that inning clean, I feel like I'm gonna need. Which hindsight's twenty twenty. We ended up not, but we need you more in this series than just this game. Yeah, and I could see that. To me, I think the mindset may have been, let's at least get a win. You know what I mean? I don't like that. But against the Dodgers, I don't know. I know, I, I know, I know. what you're saying. I you don't want to be swept. And here's the thing. Again, hindsight's twenty twenty. It didn't hurt us. We we took the series. Right. Absolutely. We swept so swept the yeah. series. Let alone but, took it. But yeah. yeah. It does give yourself if you can open up game one there and you can get out of that game and do everything you can to win that game. You don't when you're in the playoffs, you don't save a guy for the next game. You no. win every game. Every time you have an opportunity. It, yeah. If you have to deal with throwing somebody else tomorrow, I'll deal with it. I need to win today. And I really felt like when you go into L.A. in a situation like that, where the I felt like the Pirates just treated that like it was a playoff game. And I thought that was really cool that they did that. That was my thing. With that said, do you send him back out in the ninth in that situation? It's tough. Um, you know he's you know he's barking at Shelton saying, he "Oh wants yeah, the ball. You so know do you, it. yeah." So and, do you honor that? Because he said he did. 
Oh yeah, yeah. He, he said, "I'm he good. Said, Give me the ball." I'm yeah, and I I think it's just a it's a decision you have to make as the manager because you know for a fact you sending him back out there. He's done for the series, and mm-hmm. you got to be able to. It's, you got to be able to make that call and and go with your gut at the time, and it would it's a tough decision to make. It really is because it's nine one two, and he's going up against Betts and Freeman after facing Alberto, who had already had a homer in that game. So right. you're after when he doesn't get through the eighth, you find yourself in the same position in the ninth. Oh, mm-hmm. we this is the type of inning we need Bednar for. Oh wait, Bednar just threw and blew it. Mm-hmm. And man, there's I don't know. Not very many. There's the and, and and again, it just goes for me. It goes back. I wouldn't have used him in the eighth, probably possibly. But uh, yeah, there's there's a good chance I would have let him talk me into sending him back out there. I will say this too: he walked Freddie Freeman after going to a full count, and I'm sitting here saying, like, to me, every pitch that you got to throw to Freddie Freeman. I was nervous. As soon as he walked him, I actually was relieved. Because, number one, you know Bednar doesn't have his A stuff tonight. Sure. If he had his A stuff, we'd have had a big lead. Yeah. He doesn't have his A stuff. And right after Betts hits that double, and first base is open with one out, I'm thinking, I know it's Trey Turner next. And I know this will be the first time this season a player will face Bednar twice in a game, which seems bizarre that he's even doing that, right? Mm-hmm. But I got to feel so much better against Turner, even though it doesn't even give you the double play. It doesn't give you a double play because right, right. Turner's so fast. It's very difficult to turn it on him. But the fact that Freddie Freeman is like do. I guess he had a double in that game, right? It's not even that he's due. He's just, ah, he's just Freddie Freeman in the in a late game situation. Yeah, and he had <laughs> yeah, an opportunity. Did did he not have an opportunity in the seventh? Um, Taylor was out. Pilar was out. No, yeah, he had first and second in the seventh after Betts got walked and he grounded out. So he had an opportunity. Yeah. in the seventh and missed, and then you're giving him another opportunity. And I'm like, I'm kind of okay if he doesn't come, like if we walk him. With first yeah. base open and and a couple righties coming up, I'll take my chances. And then Turner flew out, and you get the Will Smith strikeout, which I felt like with Bednar against Will Smith, even though Will Smith could do damage, he's also a, a strikeout guy. And so yeah. you knew you could get him. Turner was the guy I was nervous about, obviously, with this Dodgers lineup, you're nervous about most of these guys, but when you have Bednar <laughs> yeah. in the mound, like any Chris Stratton, I just feel like would have lost that game because of their lineup. Yeah. But maybe not. I mean, that's, that's baseball. It'd be interesting to see what, and I, I know I've mentioned this once. It'd be interesting to see what De Los Santos can do. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, to keep this thing moving, uh, NL West was supposed to be this, powerhouse juggernaut i think some people are cooling off on that now now that the the diamondbacks and the and the rockies are coming a little bit more into reality at one point that whole entire uh division was over 500 and everybody was saying is this the best the best the best the bucks are 11 and 7 overall this season against that nl west eight and four on this run rockies padres dodgers diamondbacks um, and we didn't talk about this Diamondbacks series, but we did get the series sweep. Sawinski with the walk-off homer come from behind. We had a lot of opportunities this weekend that we didn't score runs in. I felt like we we scraped a couple good wins off here, but we really didn't play our best baseball at the plate and still was able to get a series win. And I think that yeah. tells you right there, uh, as far as I am, and like I said, yeah, and as far as I can say, that this is opinion, and I'm still sticking to that, but the Pirates are a better team than that Diamondbacks team. And the fact that we left a lot of guys in a situation, even today, bases loaded, nobody out, key Brian Hayes, Brian Reynolds, Dan Vogelback, all strike out. Uh, or did Vogelback ground it out? But 
But the, to me, the two were because anybody bases loaded two outs is no guarantee. You're hoping to come through. Hitting is harder than right. pitching. Right. So you're hoping to come through. But with nobody out, key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds have to put the ball in play. Mm-hmm. You can't strike out. And I saw a couple other at-bats in that. You can't take strike two if it's a fastball. You got to swing. No, you got to anyway. jump on it. Anyway, uh, let's take a break and, uh, and move on here uh, just to keep this thing rolling. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Audio podcast available on your favorite podcast platform. Video podcast available on YouTube. Follow us on the socials and subscribe to the podcast. If you're on Apple Podcasts, take a couple minutes for a review. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Check us out biffed it and i understand that and i already hit record so we're just rolling with it um (laughs) this is the way that things go Uh, here it's just fine it's just fine hey guys uh since i didn't get to play it and i'm not going to play it now i'm not going to it's already defeated check out uh swearing and back company uh i know we play that out uh every episode but guys if you're ever in the i'll tell you a couple things here if you're in the market for a wood bat for whatever I know Jake plays in a wood bat fast pitch league, which he has to get to a game tonight. So we're going to try to get through this because he still has to get there. But also, like, I've, there's a there's a couple in town here that are slow pitch softball leagues that use wood bats, or even young baseball players or any age baseball players who are looking to train with a wood bat, or maybe you play in a wood bat league. They're great bats. If not, they also have some really super cool looking bats that you could just get to hang that they can custom. Mm-hmm custom paint job a bunch of stuff that might be a really cool piece in your room cool bats cool people i actually got a chance to go in and check out the place when we were home last weekend um and that's cool like he's got a nice little setup there it's cool it's it's local check it out all right they have other stuff like merchandise too i think they they do t-shirts and a couple other things too so sure so um and they'll outfit your whole team if you're a little league coach they'll outfit your whole team they were working on a big huge order for a team uh, when i was there but anyway um some more moves this week and we're never going to stop talking about this guys every week this is going to be a topic of discussion it feels like i know it's going to slow down but we talked about a little bit earlier with swaggerty getting the call and this is going to be more of this um so we didn't do bucks clippers because we knew that we were going to talk about this hoy park was called up for that one day Made a base running mistake. They sent back down. Uh, <laughs> but the the rumors were true. We acquired Yu Chang for some cash. Designated Cole Tucker for assignment. So this was kind of like the big, okay, this could be it. Now, my opinion, Park would have been first to go. Uh, then Yoshi. I'm sorry. It was, that was, yeah, Park would have been first to go on my list. I had a list. I had a little list. It, it would have been Park. It would have been Yoshi. It would have been Van Meter. And then it would have been Tucker. And I had a reason for that, and it was order of operations. Park and and Tucker, to me, are pretty interchangeable. They have an option, right? And they're in their option year, which means we can send them up and down and use them as we need it. To me, Tucker was a better guy for that option because of he can at least give you defense. I feel like Hoy Park mm-hmm. gives you nothing. Um, however, Hoy Park gives you uh, more walks, so a little a better on base than than Tucker. And I think that Sherrington just valued that over defense. Where me personally, I would have valued the defense over that. But fair enough. If that's where your value is, then that move still makes sense to me. Now, I think Yoshi and I thought Van Meter would have been my next to go before Park only because of that option. Because the option alone, to me, is more valuable than anything Yu Chang could ever offer us. (laughs) <laughs> I really do believe yeah. that because an option gives you that crap. Somebody's hurt. We got to do something today. Well, we can just, we can just bring up Hoy park for, for emergency and then figure out, you know what I mean? And the same thing yeah. could have been for Tucker, but that is why. And, and the whole van meter Yoshi thing for me and why they were ahead of those two guys is because obviously if you're, if you're making the major league roster better, then you need to make a move off the major league team, not, off the minor league team 
Yeah. And so that's why. So now I think Park's here to stay. I think his moves down for me. Now it's Chang Yoshi. <laughs> and I say that because Van Meter is hurt right now. Uh, on Friday, Dan Vogelback came back from the I.L. And Van Meter went on it. But prior to Van Meter's injury, he was actually starting to hit. Yeah, he was. And I know yeah, that he like. He getting some big hits too. Yeah, and he started making some plus plays. I said mm-hmm. this. He's not making any plus plays, but he is kicking the ball in very bad times to make an error. He didn't make a ton of errors, but they were bad times. Yeah. And he started to make some some plus plays, which when you make plus plays, then physical errors happen. We understand that. The Pirates are probably making way too many of them, but it's kind of hard because they're they're all spread out. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. But he was starting to make extra plays, and it was like, okay, okay. But once he started hitting, it started to be like, all right, I have a little more of a, like he's still a roster spot that will go away. We understand that. But at least my leash gets a little bit longer with him. Yeah. But now he's hurt, and who knows if the hot streak's going to be over. Once you stop playing, it's hard to get that going again. Right. (sighs) Hopefully it's not just, hopefully it wasn't just a hot streak. Hopefully he just figured something out. Because I don't think he was hitting well enough to be like a hot streak. (laughs) Well, I mean, I think he was when you look at ball. like over the 10 games, he was, you know, around uh, as like was more recent, but like you, he started to run into the ball a little bit, hit the ball a little bit harder, had a couple homers. Um, yeah. Anyway, the big news came today with Travis Swaggerty being called up. He's been hitting really well lately and optioned Rodolfo Castro to Indianapolis. Now, I don't think that's the last we'll see of Castro. I think he's a versatile player think that he is overmatched right now and still needs to develop and I really hope that and the errors were the errors right but we also threw a guy into a position that he hasn't been playing for three years right so I'm saying maybe we made now he still made some errors at second too but I think once the damage is done it's in your head and we've (laughs) said this he needs to go back down and so now he gets a chance to go back down. I'm not saying that yeah. Rodolfo Castro is a horrible baseball player. I don't no. believe that's true. I believe that this is he was not ready for this yet. And he needs more work, more yeah. development. Uh, but the biggest thing for him was the pop-up he hit the first base. And, and Derek Shelton spoke out about this. And the pop-up he hit the first base, and he was, when I say jogging, that was barely a jog. <laughs> Give me three-quarter speed. Yes, you popped out to the first baseman, and first base is blocked. Give me three-quarter. Make sure that they can't double that up. Smart play on the first baseman, but also a little bit of hustle, and he just catches. All you have to do is show a little bit of hustle, and he never thinks to drop that ball because then it's a bang-bang play. He will never even do it. So the fact that you dogged it gave him that idea. So Shelton spoke out about it and said, that's not how we play. And I was like, yeah, because that's not how the Pittsburgh Pirates play. But there's a reason for that. It's not just this weird, like, it's a completely new team. How do you know that's not how they play? Well, they certainly didn't play like that with Clint Hurdle because he made sure of it. Mm -hmm. They certainly didn't play like that under Leland. (laughs) with The whole situation where Shelton said, we would have taken him out if it wasn't for the fact that all we had on the bench was Vogelback. And we knew that the Castillo Vogelback thing was going to happen. Yeah. Like he, like Leland would have been like Vogelback's playing shortstop and, and it's Castro's fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like he would have just done that. You know what I mean? I don't care who you are. You know the clip. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But, uh, but that's the thing is like that has to be instilled. And we already had this conversation before. Who was the guys called up the last time this happened? Where they said, where they said the F all oh, was when Wilson went down, Contreras and De Los Santos appears to be have been called up, even though we don't see him play. <laughs> <laughs> but that that was the whole thing, and then Cal Mitchell was followed after that. And you know what I'm saying, like mm-hmm. because Shelton is starting to say like, hey, you got to earn it here. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I have criticized Shelton for that sort of thing for not having his players back, but also for not like calling people out in a way he's, he's always really quiet. And now we're starting to see like him hold his players accountable 
And I think that's step one. That's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I still need to see Absolutely. him stand up for his players a little bit, but there hasn't been a whole lot of opportunities for that recently. So I, I just, you know, I like my manager to get thrown out of games on his players' behalf. Yeah. It, spark a fire. This is a way yep. to spark it, right? One of the ways to spark it is to call your team out, is to hold them accountable. That's how you, that's how you get guys to play hard. Yeah. And it's not a whole, like, make an example out of this guy. No, it's not that. Castro has other reasons why he's being sent down. It's not like I'm sending you down if you don't run out of pop fly. Right. But you're you're making errors and I'm giving you opportunities. I know the bats, like I know the power's there, but it's not been consistent. I know that there's work that needs done, but then on top of that, if you take it for granted, you're done. Mm-hmm. I'll give you opportunities yeah, until you don't of, try for them. Right, and there's not a lot of guys who hit that home run that Castro hit at Dodger Stadium. Mm-mm. That was a good fastball in on his hands, and he got his hands way inside. To keep it fair. that ball fair. Yeah. And hit it 400 feet down the line. Like, unreal. So, yeah. The, the tools, the there is something. Yeah, there's something there. I think what I ideally what I see him as a career major leaguer, so to speak, is probably a low average Pop some homers coming in off the bench, being a good player. He's very athletic. Uh, even mm-hmm. though the errors were there, I feel like if he's spelling a guy like he's giving a guy a day off, he's a switch hitter, so he can do it from either side. And he's shown that like the power yeah, the plays players. on both sides. It's not like one side's an average side, one side's a power side. Right. It's it's really, you know what I mean? Like he's he's got weapons. I don't think that he's what I want for an everyday player, but like. If he's going to make me four errors in, I mean, in 19 games, that's too many errors. But if he's going to make me some errors in a day that he's given a guy a day off, I can live with that, with the yeah. potential for him to hit a home run on some of those days too. I think he, I think he has, he's one of the guys that I think would have a potential to be a, a versatile defender too. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least, at least he's a much better third baseman and and even second baseman than what we've seen from short. But now that he's, he'll probably get some more time at short. And, you know, I'd like to see him in the outfield. I'm sure he could probably play some outfield. The way he went and got some of those fly balls while he was playing shortstop. Right. I like that. And that's the kind of guy I think you should move around. Yeah. I think he'd be good at at that. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't have a, because we've talked about this too. If you have a guy who's a really good this. Like Kevin Newman mm-hmm. being a shortstop, Key Brian Hayes being a third baseman. If you have a guy who's really good at that position, no reason to move him. No. If he's not great at a certain position and he's not playing, he's not an everyday guy that, like at the plate, which Castro's not. He's got weapons, but he's probably not an everyday offensive player. Those are the guys you make versatile. Yeah. Because now your opportunities increase. But anyway. Yeah. Um, the last thing on that on that whole move on the swaggerty move is that, uh, well, not on the swaggerty move, but on the news on Sunday is that Cole Tucker from the, uh, from the Uchang, Uchang trade, Cole Tucker was claimed today by the Arizona Diamondbacks. Now he was not there. According to Jason Mackey was not at the game, but he was claimed by the Diamondbacks. And I had been vocal about the Dodgers picking him up, (laughs) but this is like the next best thing because he's from there. Yeah. The next best thing for Cole Tucker, right? But not only that, right. but like if he goes back to the Dodgers, then they try to make something out of him in, in AAA this year because their organization can do that. And he has the option. Where the Diamondbacks actually could create some opportunities for him to actually get called up this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I here's the thing. Best wishes to you. I hope you figure this thing out. He's a lot of fun. And and it was time. I mean, we we had I had a feeling there. Are, I've seen a really split. I've seen a really split uh, as far as people saying like I can't believe somebody claimed him, dude. The Diamondbacks have to be high on that list. It is very possible they are not the only team that claimed him, but since they right. have priority, and I'm sure they do, um, I just don't. I don't. I don't know where that is. I don't know if there's. I don't know if that's even out there. If somebody knows, but I don't know. But. I wouldn't be surprised if multiple. And the reason I say that 
is because I, I just talked about him and Park having the option. Mm-hmm. That means you have all this time. You have a whole season. He can play in the minors. He can be an emergency call-up if you need it, or you don't have to. You play him in AAA. If he figures something out, great. You have him. If not, you can just let him go. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a yeah. it it is a low risk move when a guy has an option. Now the reason you would let him go is because you don't have an option for next year, right? But the fact that it's the beginning of June, then I've got three months, four months. Really, uh, I don't know. I forget how long the AAA season actually makes it this year, but it's a little bit longer than usual. But like you've got three plus months to see what you can get out of a guy. With no worry about like call up and send down, call up and send down. You know what I'm saying? Right. I just feel like that's a good opportunity for any team to take. If you have a 40 man spot available, if you've, you know what I'm saying? Like, heck yeah, dude. He's well worth it. He's definitely athletic enough. His defense is already there. I mean, so long as you don't put him in right field. <laughs> and actually, he was okay in right field, but still, you don't have to. He's a middle infielder. Keep him at middle infield because he's good there. Uh, but, you know, as far as uh, I like him, so that's the only reason he gets this kind of play on, on this week's podcast because see you later. Have a good one. It was time. It was not going to work here. We had, we had talked about that for weeks now. Yeah. You and I both. We've talked about it for weeks that he's probably not going to work out here. Uh, and, and but it's a guy I root is- for. Yeah, and this is the kind of stuff that happens. Uh, Jose Bautista didn't work out in Pittsburgh. Blew up. No, I'm not not by any means. No, no, but you, I see what you're saying. Yep. But I'm just saying that there are guys that just don't work out for your team. Garrett Cole worked out, but he was never going to reach the potential that he got yeah. with the Pirates. Well, certainly not because he reached that potential when he would have already been a free agent. So. Right. I guess he had yeah, the I, he had the one year in in Houston that was that was un, unreal. Cy Young year that he just got out done by yeah. Verlander on right. the same team. Yeah, ridiculous. And but, the no, team, but. but that's that just gives us. I mean, I, I'm I haven't completely given up on Cole Tucker either. I'm not as a pirate. I have. Oh, obviously. Yeah. As a pirate. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I was ready for but, that to be done. Like even yeah, if even if even if he would have stuck out this year with the Pirates, I there would have been no way we would have brought him back for next year without an option. Like there would have been no way. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah, this was inevitable here. Yeah. But I but I kind of do something. You know, for me as a guy who rooted for him, in the back of my head, I kind of thought I, I I know that there's not a chance. At least I thought there wasn't a chance he doesn't get claimed. But I was kind of like maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's that bad right now. That he doesn't get claimed, and then we get another shot to just let him play out this year. And then if something clicked, you, you, you keep him up. But even then, you probably don't, unless something clicked. Yeah. And he still wouldn't, I don't think he would have been back up. I think it would have been a little, let's see what we got next spring. You know what I mean? We'll invite right. him to spring again. Anyway, um, with that said, Swaggerty is is the is the talk right now. He's probably going to make his debut Tuesday against Detroit in Pittsburgh. I can't imagine he won't. Yeah, because we got two at home and then we go on the road again. He's gonna mm-hmm. probably. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays both of those games, even though it's a weird one. I mean, I could see them giving Reynolds Wednesday off. Yeah, well, they got Monday off, so I don't see him giving Tuesday off to Reynolds. But if we win the first game. Maybe they give Reynolds a day off even and play all the young outfielders. I guess it depends on pitching matchup too. We've, we, I, I don't, I, I'm Cause not, if they're going to bring, if they're going to bring the lefty Scooble either of those days, there's no way we go with three left-handed outfielders against him. Uh, yeah, that's true. But so it, that might, that might play, you know, Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday or, or maybe you just say like, well, we'll give Swaggerty one day, Swinsky another day or Cal Mitchell one day. So either way I would, I would think that he's going to play at least one of those games, but it ain't going to stop. Smith and Jig was left-handed too. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to find yeah. right-handed bats in the infield. <laughs> yeah. But, well, you know, and, and, and we've seen this before too with, with McCutcheon. Um, it could be a chance to give Brian Reynolds just a long, just, just cool. Just relax. Just let's just, just 
work on some little things or whatever and try to, to give him an entire right. series off just to say, Hey, yeah. you're not going to play against Detroit series. Yep. You'll have a quick two game series. It's with not Monday like it's going to kill you with Monday off. That's three days, two games, three days. Yep. I, you know, maybe that's, maybe well, then that it kicks place. off and then it kicks off. Like, um, we have four against the Braves and then four against the Cardinals to start the following week in only three days. And then you have that Thursday off, and then it's like no days off until the All-Star break. Yeah. With a doubleheader included in that, like 14 games in 13 days. So at some point, you are kind of saying like, you know, sure, I can give him these eight games in seven days. But I also could just say, let's, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But Swaggerty's going to play. They didn't call him up to not play. Maybe. Right. Yuri De Los Santos. Um I still don't understand it. Mm-mm. But the the thing we wanted to say is Sawinski, three hits in two different games this week. Yeah. He's went from like a 180 or whatever batting average. He's up to 229 now mm-hmm. after his three hits today. Yeah. And, it, and, the, and the power numbers are, are there. Like he's leading the National League rookies in home runs. And yeah. I think the second guy on the list – uh, it's the dude from it's the it's Fortes yeah, it's from, the dude from Miami. Miami. Yeah, he's he has five. I don't know what's going on there. He's got five and eighteen games. Yeah, he's on fire. But the other guys on that list, Sawinski's got like five too. Plus. He hit one of them off pool holes. Nah, he's got six. or Molina. No, off Molina. He's got yeah. six. Yeah, I know, but he's got. I know, but he's got six. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know what you mean, but no, still, but still, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, the power's playing right now, and and it, it, if the hits start coming a little more regularly as well. And he's he's looking in good shape right now. Yeah, and Cal Mitchell's had good at bats, and you know he seems not entirely overmatched. First career home run. First career home yeah. run. Yeah. Just today. Yeah. Yesterday. And then and and then uh, Diego. Now that Castro's down, it's been said Diego gets the Lions share at shortstop now, mm-hmm. and so we're gonna get a, a a better look at him, which I thought he should have been there anyway. Uh, rather than Castro, I, I would have been playing Castro at second on the days that both of them are playing. But um, and maybe it's the arm. I mean, I've said this before. Diego's arm's not great. Castro's arm is, mm-hmm. um, th- despite being somewhat inaccurate sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but Diego certainly has had his share of good plays. Uh, Rowanzi is looking, looking like. I mean, you kind of wonder at some point is he going to struggle because you expect rookies to struggle, but man. <laughs> Even yeah. when he's not on his best game, he's been really effective. And I thought this yeah. last start uh, against Which was Arizona. In the series. What's that? Didn't, didn't he start one of the. Or no, yeah. That was the, that was no, the, he did. No, yeah, he had a start against the Dodgers. Right? The second game. We had, because we had, we had Thompson and Bueller in the first game. And then Keller, Urias. No, he didn't. And then we had no, the Quintana. The it was the Padres. It was, it was the Padres. Yeah, Profar is the one that hit the home run off of him. Yeah, and then yeah. you had the you had the loss from Brubaker where he gave up the home runs where you were just like, oh, there's the Brubaker we know. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of, you know, that was a rough start for Brubaker. And we've, his start before that with the sinker and, and, and all the deal, and I don't know. Anyway, uh, bad location. Oh, and then, and then Keller, that was the thing we didn't talk about with Keller was the sinker. Mm-hmm. Well, he added a sinker. And it's like, oh, now all of a sudden I'm a little bit intrigued. However, I've said it once. I'll say it again. I'll just wait until it happens. Yeah, intrigued is a good word. Yeah, Actually, I'm not excited. the best word you've come up when with. When we started this season, I was like, okay, I'm excited to watch Keller and see how this goes. I'm done being excited now, but now I'm like, I'll let him play. I'm not done with him. Right. But I'm not going to be excited anymore, and I'm just going to watch and see if it works out or not with no hope, no, I can't keep doing this. Mm-hmm. I just gotta wait. Anyway, um, yeah, Contreras with the with the long outing Saturday. Uh, what an at bat! I'm trying to think who was that. I might be thinking of another one because he got he got the one run, and it just felt like it was. Uh, I don't remember. Anyway, I'm gonna move on because I don't remember <laughs> what I was saying. But I thought that he had a really good. I thought that he had another really good start that just kind of came came away from him late, and I felt like uh, it was okay. 
you know, it was like, yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm fine with that. I know that he, because he threw 98 pitches, and his last, uh, the last batter he was he faced uh, in the sixth inning, it was like a, it was like a long at bat. Um, at least I felt like it was. I might be thinking of another one. It was the sixth, right? He didn't get out of the sixth, or he didn't get out of the seventh. I'm done looking just because I'm taking too long. Um, <laughs> I anyway, I missed Saturday's game. Okay. So. so anyway, just, I mean, he just doesn't look like there's a whole lot of struggle there. Uh, he just looks good. And when, I guess when he struggles, it's like he's still effective. Yeah. And when he struggles, he's got the great location. stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's always been location. Um, De Los Santos, we're just still waiting to see a lot. Tucapita Marcano, I know he's not like made his debut this year, same with Ronzi, but but still and, and Castro that we talked about, but still he's he's still a young player. I think he's still rookie status, I'm sure. Um, but he hit two home runs in back to back games against the Dodgers, and that's not his game. He's also laid down some good bunts. He's also shown mm-hmm. off his speed. He's been both at second base and left field. He's been a, a good defender. He's made a lot of plays that like. Some of our guys who've bounced around have made a couple plays look sketch. He's been very comfortable. And so I just feel like there's a lot of it here. And then now we get to see Swaggerty this week. He'll be our seventh. Now, Bo Solcer's the other debut in there. He's now gone after the DFA. But so this will be our sixth player, you know, that's still with us making his debut, but seventh total. And he's going to get time. And there's a lot of young guys. And now you have O'Neill Cruz waiting, not for debut, but for young players, right? We're to, that's what we're, yep. we're focusing on, all these young players right now. But O'Neill Cruz is going to get his time. Jihuan Bay is really playing well to try to make his way there. Caden Smith and Jigba we talked about. He's been on base a lot lately with hits and walks and whatever. Cody Bolton is pitching well in AAA. And then you have long shot players even. Oh, Mason Martin. Yeah. As he continues this, it sounded like there's been a couple things said that sounded like maybe there's an idea of, of specific things that he's working on, meaning if he nails down those specific things, it's inevitable he's getting a call. But then you got long shot players like Pagero, who's hitting so well, still working on defense. And he's still in double A and he's still very young. Yeah, but that's why he's a long shot. Like I'm not calling that any of these next guys get a call, but I could see a scenario where they do. Michael Burrows has been lights out this year. Kyle Nicholas, I think actually he just got hurt, but he's a guy that could maybe late season find his way, uh, getting something. Blake Sable has been, you know, pretty good. And the fact that he catches, if something happens with this, I mean, we've had enough problems yeah. with this catching. Who knows? I don't know. Matt Frazier, Nick Gonzalez, if things get absolutely bizarre, lo- total long shots. I don't see those two happening, but geez Louise. Yeah. I'm just saying that that's a lot of names. And this is what we talked about this season would be about. And that's still happening. So stay tuned. But yeah. right now, let's focus on Swaggerty. Let's focus on any of these things. I don't know. Anything to add? While, because we got to wrap this up. You've got to run. Yeah. So yep. anything else? Uh, the only thing I, I think I start that over one second. Uh, the only other thing I got to add is, fellas, if you're if you're out there and you're, you're a little frustrated with Key Brian right now with a few errors he's made this season, just remember he's still a 10-plus defensive run saved guy. He's leading the National League in defensive runs saved. We're just a little more critical because we know how good he is. Yeah. That's all. Yep. Uh, Monday off, two against the Tigers at PNC Park this week. So a night game Tuesday and a day game Wednesday. Turn it on while you're working. And then they go to Atlanta for four, Thursday through Sunday. So in in an afternoon-ish game uh, on Saturday too. So um we won't go too far into it, guys, because Jake, seriously, like when I say we're done, he's probably going to take the headphones off while the outro is running. So, um, guys, this is a fun week. This was a fun couple weeks, really, because we fared really well against the NL yeah. West. So now we got a little work to do. Tigers are beatable team. Let's get another sweep. Back-to-back weeks. I know it's a two-game sweep, but, guys, we didn't do that. We didn't even do a two-game sweep. 
<laughs> Let's go Bucks. Let's go Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>